Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. All right, you're listening to a Bears Nation podcast. Uh, it's me, Josh Lyles. Uh, we have Jake and Chris here, as per usual. Um, I know you Woo. guys, you guys don't know anymore because we've had a we had two weeks hiatus, but we are here. We're here. Um, we were here last week, and we're back to normal. Everything is back to normal. We're we're here to talk some Bears football. Uh, those of you who are regular listeners, welcome back. Thank you so much for being. Uh, subscribed and all that good stuff. If, and if you're not subscribed, Jake, tell them what to do. Go to iTunes, subscribe, hit five stars, unsubscribe, resubscribe, hit five stars again, <laughs> then tell all your friends. <laughs> in that order. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's just jump right in it. We uh, we don't have much time today as a, as a crew, so we're going to... Uh, we're gonna hit all the big stuff and just talk Bears football because the Bears are eight and three, and there's nothing more that I would like to talk about than just the Bears in general. So let's just hit some hot topics that you guys have on the top of your head, and then we'll go through offense, defense, special teams like we normally do, and then hit the hit the next game against the Giants. So what are some hot topics off the top of your head that you guys want to just talk about? Um, first things first. I mean, congrats to Chase Daniel. He did an amazing job. Um, on the last podcast, we talked about how we expected a game manager, a guy who, you know, would do the job, but wasn't going to take the deep shots. And for the most part, he did that, but I was expecting about 25 passes attempted, um, somewhere in the range of 175, 200 yards, you know, not much, just a little dink and dunk, run out the lines, let the defense do their job. But Daniel came out there firing, 27 for 37, 230 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, a rating of 106.8. Uh, he ran a little bit. He made some plays. Um, he only had four yards rushing, but he kept some plays alive with his legs. I mean, congrats to him. I mean, I have nothing but respect for him. That was awesome to watch. It just shows you how good this Bears team is, especially the defense, and that they can you know, prop this up, prop up a backup quarterback and still he can still play really well. And then you're still talking about the defense. I just I commend Chase Daniel for going out there, putting together a really gutsy performance and beating the Lions at home on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, and they weren't conservative at all. Like Chase Daniel mm-hmm. went out there and he threw some he threw some deep balls. Like they're uh I'm pretty sure this the stat um there's a stat out there that said that Chase Daniel threw more deep balls than Matt Stafford by a long shot. Like it wasn't even close. Um, but uh, yeah, congrats, Chase Daniel. Chris, you have anything? Um, yeah, I hate to be the negative person, but I kind of take that role, whether I like it or not. Um, <laughs> but uh, they, 
I, I'm kind of disappointed that we still are unable to run the ball. Um, I know Jordan Howard had seven carries for 13 yards, I believe it was. And then um, I know Tariq Cohen had three carries for like 14 yards, 15 yards. 14. Um, 14 yards, okay. Um, and, you know, they're, they're just still... I mean, in this game, they didn't really even attempt to run the ball much. Um, but uh, just in general, it just seems like they're not being efficient running the ball. And um, I, you know, I, I hate to be that guy because, you know, I'll take what I can get right now. But, you know, eventually being unable to run the ball is going to come back to haunt us, whether it's in the playoffs, um, you know, whether it's in the first round or, you know, maybe even in the Super Bowl. You know, I just feel like it's such a key aspect um, and, and having the offense flow, um, that, you know, it, it's, it's literally that important. It could be the difference between winning a Super Bowl or not, but that, that's just for me. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, I wrote an article earlier this week on, on a potential replacement Spencer Ware, but the only reason I'm talking about that is because, um, of, of the lack of running game. And so I, I honestly don't believe it's because of Jordan Howard or Tariq Cohen. I think I think there's just been a lack of focus on the run. Um, but even when there is a run game, like he, I, I want to say he's, he's not averaging above four four yards a carry, which is not good in the NFL. Like you need at least four to be considered good in the NFL. And um, I don't know. I don't know what. <laughs> I'm I'm with you, Josh. I mean, when Taquan Maisel averages almost 20% of your yards on one carry, I mean, that's not good. And I mean, Daniel had four. I mean, Cohen, without Cohen's long run of 10, which admittedly that 10-yard run is what sealed the win, but otherwise he was two carries for four yards. And, you know, Howard couldn't get anything going. You know, we're, we're in the later stages of, of the season now we're about to go into week 13 and it still seems like there's only been one or two games where the run has been effective. Like Chris said, it's something that's to be concerned about because as of right now, you can't really get anything going. Yeah. The defense and the passing games bailing you out right now with screens and slants. But I mean, eventually if you want to compete the playoffs, you need a running game. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I just wanted to say something really quick. Sorry. Um, you know, we, we've talked about how the Bears are unable to close out games um, and how we're always n- nervous towards the end of games because we've seen that, you know, they're, they are unable to uh, close out games. You know, you know who, who's to say that, that um, you know, us being unable to run the ball doesn't have direct correlation to that? Because I, I, now that I think, you know, think back at it, I feel like it, it is directly correlated. And, you know, that's something that, that, that is worrying. Um, so, yeah, that's just something I wanted to kind of point out. Um, do you guys think it's, like, directly correlated? or? I mean, scoring fast is just as bad as um, – on the just as hard on the defense as a turnover or um, uh, for and out. Like, the defense has to get back out there just as fast if we pass the ball down the field 20 yards, 20 yards, 20 yards, touchdown, and now the defense has to go back out there. So when you can, when you can run the clock out with the run game – but this goes back to, like, that was that was John Fox's scheme. 
Like he he ran the ball over and over and over again, ran out the clock, and then by the time the end of the game came, like we've ran out of time to catch up or we've ran out of time to score. It's just it's gone to one extreme to the other. Obviously, Matt Nagy's scheme has worked out way better for the Bears than it did for John Fox. But man, there's got to be a, a in between that we can figure out. Um, I think the biggest knock from what I've seen from Jordan Howard and why Taquan Mizell is uh, in the game is I don't I don't know if Jordan Howard can run a route. I don't. Have you ever seen Jordan Howard line up and run a route? I've never seen him split out wide. No, I haven't either. Um, and so that's so when I looked at Spencer Ware, so I don't think Spencer Ware is going to be expensive. So that's why I chose him. Like there's other options. Le'Veon Bell is obviously not an option. He's going to cost too much. Tevin Coleman, he's going to cost too much. And then there was a third one. Who was the third one? I can't remember off the top of my head. But anyways, there's I don't a know th- if Tevin. I don't know if Tevin Coleman will cost that much. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know if people really value him as much outside of Atlanta. Uh, I, I, don't, I think he's going to be a hot commodity. I think he's going to be expensive. Yeah, I definitely think he'll he'll end up being a starter somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's proven he can be a starter this year. Devontae Freeman's out, you know. Right. Well, I think we need to make the uh, the weekly the annual weekly. We're not advocating for the Bears to replace Tariq Cohen or Jordan Howard, but you know sometimes you yeah. just have to look at the facts. We're in Week 13 here, and nothing's it's changed. Just, it, it's yeah. not getting better. So yeah. I mean, you have to start looking at. All right, well, you know what do you have to do to make it better? We love Jordan Howard on this podcast. We've said it before. We absolutely love Tariq Cohen. I think Tariq Cohen still, no matter if you bring in someone or not, he still has a role. I think. Oh, for sure. But. But eventually you have to, if you want to be a Super Bowl contending team, you have to have a balanced passing game and running game. And right now the Bears are all passing game with Mitch Trubisky being, being likely your leading rusher. You just need a guy yeah. who could do it all in this offense, like a Kareem Hunt, like someone who can catch the ball, who can run the ball. When Jordan, when that running back is in, you don't know if he's if he's going to go out for a route or if they're going to play action or if they're going to run it straight up the middle you need a guy that they have no idea who or what's going to happen and right now if Jordan Howard's in the in the game he's either going to block or he's going to run and if Tariq Cohen's in the game he's that guy but he's I think I don't think he could sustain RB1 um, carries RB1 um, snaps if that makes sense I think with Cohen is that teams kind of are doing a thing now where they're aware of they can't send their pass rush or their defensive line all flowing in one way because they know he's suspect to reverse it around field. So they usually have a spy or have their linemen kind of in not going as aggressively to one side mm-hmm. in case he does try and run it back. And then with Howard, like you said, you know what's going to happen. Um, so... It's kind of like it, it feels like there's enough film on both of these guys now where you see one of them in as opposed to the other. And you're like, all right, this is what we're going to do. And eight times, nine times out of ten, we'll have the right play call. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> we're, we just came off a win and we just talked about uh, our negative. Thanks, Chris. Come on. 
<laughs> it's fair though. I it mean, is it's fair it because is. At, at this point you're eight and three. You're at the top of the division. You're expecting this team to make a run in the playoffs. So now you have to start looking at okay, how does this team match up against other playoff teams? And as far as the rest of the roster, you seem pretty good. Quarterback, good. Passing game, good. Defense, very, very good. So, I mean, running game is really the only thing that sticks out. So it needs to be addressed when you're at this point in the season. Another another reason Jordan Howard is frustrating is he doesn't have that breakaway speed. You know, like, let's say he does hit a hole. Like, he's going to get caught every single time. And that's frustrating to watch as well. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Anyway, let's let's move on. Let's talk. Let's talk about something positive, like uh, um, 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 Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Um, dude has all kinds of stats now. I mean, it's all over Twitter. No matter who the, you're a fan of, you know who Eddie Eddie Jackson is now. Five defensive touchdowns since he's entered the league. Um, I I think I read that that's the most since 2014. And Since 2015. 2015, and, and he joined the league in 2017. So that's that's nuts. It's crazy. Uh, and Chris and gave Jake, everybody a two-year head start. Chris and Jake, you guys, you guys knew it from the beginning. Um, we started this podcast last season um, in the off season, yep. actually, and and we've been saying it ever since. Um, so it's just cool, cool to see it come to fruition. We were right about something. Um, I mean, look, we're not saying we're the most correct podcast about the Bears out there, but that's exactly what we're saying. <laughs> At least we got one thing right. Uh, actually, you know what? You know what else we've been right about is uh, you know who's actually been really good is um, shoot my guy, uh, Aaron Lynch. He's been he's been very serviceable. Uh, not dominant, like not like Khalil Mack good, but. I am a okay with what he's been providing um, this team. He's been effective. Yeah. Um, yep. But so those are our hot topics. So Eddie Jackson, uh, Jordan Howard, and Chase Daniel. Good job. Uh, good job, Chase Daniel. So we are proud of proud of you if you're listening to this podcast, which obviously you he are because is. of our apology that we gave him earlier in the season. So. Um, uh, not our. Don't lump us all. Oh, in there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because of not my our. my apology earlier this season. So, uh, uh, good job, Chase. So, uh, let's go ahead and break down the offense in, as a whole. Like we've already ripped a new one for the running game. So, sorry about that ahead of time. But <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's let's bring up our wide receivers. Um, Allen Robinson in that that uh, amazing catch. Did you guys see that? Where it was like it was contested. He gave a little, a tiny bit of a push off, jumped back and just caught like caught what a. Yeah. It was an amazing ball. It was it was so good. Um, any other highlighted highlights that you would give to our uh, wide receivers? Um. I mean. Taylor Gabriel continues to prove that he's worth the money that he was given this offseason. Uh, I mean, he had seven catches. He only had 49 yards. But, I mean, just what he can do as far as screens, quick routes. I mean, we've seen him go for those deep balls, uh, how explosive he can be on any given play. Uh, I mean, uh, we're 13 weeks into the season here, and he's quickly proven that he's earned every dime 
of the money that Ryan Pace gave him. Um, you know, people when he was signed were saying, oh, he's too small. Oh, does he fit the scheme? Yada, yada, yada. He's quickly proven to be an integral part of this offense. Yep. Um, I saw a tweet on, what was it, NFL matchup on ESPN. Um, the highest, uh, lowest percentage of drops, ours is 2.3%. And um, that's pretty darn good, I would say. <laughs> considering last year I, I wrote this I, I tweeted this out but considering in 27-2018 season the Bears had 10 drops in week 12 alone against the Titans so I would say that is quite the improvement um, so we're good it definitely makes it makes you a better team if the guys around you are catching <laughs> catching the ball um, it changes everything um, so I uh, Wide receivers, we're very proud of them. And um, our line, once again, keeping Chase Daniel on his feet. Uh, was there a sack this game? I know he almost got sacked once. He ran across the – yeah, there was. Yeah, Roquan had a sack. Uh, Deion Bush also had one. No, 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 on the, on the opposite side. Uh, was there a sack on oh. Chase Daniel? Yeah. Um, yes, Glover Quinn had one. Uh, Damon Harrison had one. Okay, so there's a, there's a uh, Harrison and had both had a half of one. Gotcha. Ansa had one. Oh, Only okay. four. <laughs> Only terrible. four. That's all it. No, anyways, I, I, that kind of ruined that point. But um, I feel like the line did did their job enough to where I mean, Chase, Chase Daniel could cons- know, get the ball out. Considering what the offensive line is dealing with, with Cush out and Kyle Long out, and kind of and James Daniels now being shuffled around in there. I mean, it, considering what they've gone through as a unit so far this year, I mean, I'm pretty happy with their performance in this game and all season because, you know, giving up f- just four sacks over four quarters of full game when you have guys like Glover Quinnen and Ezekiel Ansa out there, that's pretty impressive. I mean, because those are two very good pass rushers and you have a backup quarterback out there and who isn't as quick as your primary quarterback yeah I, I think it's i think it's pretty admirable um how about that chase daniels <laughs> carry <laughs> he's like come here tweet code i'll take you across the line i've got you brother uh, that last that last run at the end that was pretty oh, james oh, yeah. daniels pretty pr- what what james daniels yeah J- did, james I say, daniels. did i say chase yeah. you said chase <laughs> oh my bad james yeah, james daniels yeah. Um, I we I later found out that that was an illegal play, but shh, we don't talk. We'll about take this. it. Still we'll, led to a win. We will. We will talk about those things. Um, we can move on to the defense once again. If it feels like we're flying through this, I'm sorry. Um, we we I I have limited time. I want to, I, I won't put that on the team, but um. So if you have any comments, go ahead and leave them on Twitter. And if you have any questions, we can answer those on Twitter as well. So uh, let's keep Gladly. let's keep moving. Uh, defense. Um, Roquan, he's yeah. been amazing. I yeah. mean, he continues to be great. Yep. I mean, he had a sack, a tackle for loss, a QB hit. He's all. I mean, he led the team uh, in total tackles, tied for the lead in solo tackles. Uh, he's clearly back up to speed, and you see why they drafted him eighth overall. Well, I I wrote a article on why I think Roquan should be uh could be at least be considered for uh, rookie defensive player of the year. Um, 
granted, there's a lot of good rookies this season, so it's going to be t- like a tough race. But the fact that he's not being talked about for the for the award is kind of weird to me. But it <laughs> that defines the Bears in general, so I'm not too blown away. But yeah, he should definitely be in the conversation, uh, especially with the way he's been playing the last uh, half the season. So. Um, yeah, Roquan has been on fire. Eddie Jackson, we already brought him up. Um, another yep. another pick six. Um, and with Eli as the quarterback this week, I wouldn't put it past him to have another pick six this season, this game. Um, that would be amazing. The line, uh, we'll, we'll get to the Giants. Never mind, I won't go into that. But uh, our line, I'm just, uh, even Leonard Floyd, the pressure that he's been putting on that, uh, I'm just I'm just impressed with the team in general. Like everybody's just doing doing great. I'd yeah. like to bring up Akeem Hicks because he didn't have any tackles for loss or sacks this game. Uh, obviously, it seems like when you just glance at the box score that he didn't have as good a game this week as he did against the Vikings. But with his three solo tackles, each of those tackles were gains of. Two yards, one yard, and two yards wow. against Legarrette Blunt, who is a who's a bruiser. So even though Hicks didn't show up in the category of tackles for loss or sacks, he was still there. He was still very prevalent in the run game and in stopping the Lions' offense. Um, that was kind of annoying how much uh, yardage they kept getting on the ground. That was that was yeah, yeah that was frustrating. I think that's more a byproduct of though how many games the Bears have played in the last uh, yeah. at yeah. that time in the last what fourteen days they had played two games before then. Uh, I think that was just more a product of what had happened and what you know they were gassed. I mean they were on a short week. They didn't really have much time to prepare. They've played three games in twelve days. You know, and Keem Hicks specifically, Eddie Goldman specifically, those are some big dudes. You know, they need time to rest up. A couple days in between games isn't usually going to do it. So, I mean, just the fact that they were still able to make an impact, I think, is impressive. Um, Yeah. Um, I mean, no doubt. You could tell in that fourth quarter that they were definitely guessed. I mean, there was no no question about it. Absolutely. Uh, So... You know, that now, you know, since we played Thursday, we have until Sunday, so get a, a couple extra days to rest. So that, that's pretty good for the team. They could they could really use it. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, just some good time for them to heal up. Um, you know, they were probably were extremely bruised up and beat up uh, after this tough stretch. But, yeah, uh, yeah that's it. Do you have any uh, player highlights other than Eddie Jackson for this defense, Chris? Um, I think Danny Trevathan was also pretty good. Um, Bryce Callahan again, um, just doing Bryce Callahan things. Um, and yeah, Leonard Floyd as well. I think he's starting uh, to look like the player um, that we were that we were raving about before the year. He's not fully there yet, but um, he does look a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you can you can point out any um, major part of this de- any uh, player on this defense that plays a major role, and you know you can say good things about him. So that's always a great sign, obviously. Um, so yeah, this defense is just playing at, at an extremely high level, and hopefully they can continue this. Um, so I actually go ahead. I actually have two more points about the defense. Yeah. yeah. Um, the 
First being Kyle Fuller and how he's definitely earning his contract. Mm -hmm. He had the interception. He had two more pass defense, um, which brings him to five on the year. But my second point being the entire Bears defense, who has the Bears defense as a whole has 20 interceptions so far this year, which is just four away from the entire total they had from 2015 to 2017 because they had 24 through that stretch. And they still have what? Five games to play, three games to play, yeah, three, ga- yeah, five games to play, still, and they're four away from matching their total over a three-year stretch. It's the most in NFL history by a team. Like I think it's like twenty-eight or something, or is it in the thirties? I can't, I can't remember. Chris, can can uh, someone look that up real fast? I'm working on it right now. I think, I think we're pretty, I think we're pretty close. Um, Circle back really quick. Chris, do you think Mitchell Trubisky is going to play this Sunday? And if he is, um, I mean, there's no way you can actually know. I just want to hear your uh, thoughts on if he's still a little oh, injured. Okay, I got it. Okay. Um, most passes intercepted by season, 1961, the uh, San Diego, 49. Oh, my goodness. Okay, yeah. Second, second is Green Bay, 1943-42. Third is the New York Giants at 1951-41. So uh, <laughs> five games to go, but I, I, I think uh, the Bears are pretty far off that How one. How is that even possible? <laughs> Holy smokes. Oh, my goodness. Like he... Wow. Uh, it's a lot. What's it's the... a lot of passes. When... when, when... I want to look up, so I'm going to do more research on this. That's three a game. Over three a game. Is that is that in the Super Bowl uh, era? When did the Super Bowl era start? 61. Um, that would be. I think it was right around that. Yeah, it should be. Uh, Super Bowl one was 1967. So not too far off. Yeah, so that was. Let, let's kind of let's let's skew these stats a little bit in our favor. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research to see if we are in, at least in the close to the top in the Super Bowl era. So, anyways, Chris, uh, to that point, is Trubisky gonna play? And if he if he's not healthy, do you want him to play? Um, I actually don't think he's gonna play, and I don't want him to play. Um, I think he could benefit from another week off, um, you know, especially since obviously they're not confident, um, one way or the other. So, um, I would use this as another week for him to rest. I know this is not an easy game. I'm heading into New York, but Chase Daniel obviously proved that he can get the job done. He just wanted to Detroit and won a division game for us. So, um, he's more than capable. Um, and you know, this team just needs to rally around him the same way they would around Mitch and just like they did against Detroit, honestly. Um, but yeah, I don't think he'll play and I do not want him to play at all. Um, would you say, I think he plays. Okay. I, I think he plays just because it sounded like that. If the lions game this past week had happened on a Sunday instead of a Thursday, it sounded like Mitch would have played. Um, do I think he should play? I think also, yes, because there's no reason to sit Mitch out if he's ready to go and then throw him right back into the fire against the Rams. I think you should let him get this tune-up game, Mm. a game that we expect the Bears to win against 
somewhat of a lowly Giants team, a, a Giants team that has underperformed, uh, especially on the defensive side. Uh, I, I think it's good to let him get that tune up and let him get back into the rhythm of things before uh, hosting the Rams on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning in the sense like every game that Mitch plays is another opportunity to get better. I know it's another opportunity for him to get hurt as well, but you need you need that game time experience to truly bolster yourself to the next level. Like these these superstar players um, have gone how many games without sitting out? Like that, the reason they're so good is because they have so much experience and they can look at the field all at once and say. All right, this guy's open. I can tell just by the the way that this guy's standing. You know, like they have so much experience that it's just second nature. So the more Trubisky's out there, the better he's going to get. And if we are going to make a Super Bowl run, um, we need him to have experience. Like he's young. So at least that's my opinion. So I see both sides, but I'm leaning more towards I, I want him to play if he's healthy. If he's healthy enough. Um. Were you able to find that stat, Jake? I don't know. Uh, I couldn't find it in the Super Bowl era. Um, but, I mean, you figure that the top three were pre-Super Bowl era. <laughs> so I would assume that the be some that this team has to be somewhere up there. Well, compared to 40, man, that's not even close. So maybe we're not. <laughs> I don't know. Jeez, 40 interceptions. That's crazy. Um, Almost 50. It was 49. <laughs> that's nuts. Uh, so I, now that I'm depressed about that, I, I thought we were at least close. Let's, let's go. Let's move on. Um, Bryce Callahan, obviously, he is holding his own. Obviously, obviously, we all want, like all three of us, we want him on the team again next season. He's doing a great job. Uh, carry over. Oh, you know what was, what was surprising is Adrian Amos is known for his like smashing people. He's just known for hitting people. And the Garrett Blunt that that first touchdown they had, it was a, he just ran right over Adrian Amos, which is weird cuz that doesn't happen. Um so Blunt is is a beast. He's a monster. He's scary. Uh but hey, who got the win? And that's all that matters. Um we might as well bring up the fact that the Bears have the best celebrations at least the bears defense has the best best celebrations in football right now i'm uh super impressed with their creativity that dancing celebration was honestly one of the i think that might have been the highlight of my thanksgiving yeah. just because all just because all the tweets that came after it yes. and the hashtag of bears dance to everything like yeah. <clears throat> i was over by a friend's house on friday night who hadn't seen it yet and uh, was like, what is this like bear celebration that everyone's talking about? I was like, oh, let me show you. <laughs> and I went on Twitter. I went on the Twitter machine and went and I just clicked on the Bears Dance to Anything hashtag. And obviously most of them were Spice Adams creations because those were great. Yeah. But I mean, so many of them. I think the best one, the one that I liked the most was the celebration set to Africa. But that was amazing. It was great. <laughs> yeah. I liked the Christmas one. That was good. Mm-hmm. Oh, one for Christmas is... Is you? That was also a good one. Yeah, um, but yeah, we have some really good. I even liked Eddie Jackson's like having. I'm uh, not Eddie Jackson. Yeah, was that Eddie Jackson? Yeah, yeah. When he had him like do the calisthenics, like had had him work out on in the end zone. 
Mm. You remember that one? That one was good. And then the orchestra the week before, like it, I, I really appreciate theirs. And the Vikings um, celebration with the limbo thing that was that was dumb. Don't don't even. I'm not even gonna give it life. That was a stupid celebration. And that's all I gotta say about that. Bears win. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Special teams. Uh, anything stick out? No. Tariq Cohen had a, had one good uh, um, punt return. I'm pretty sure. Um, but other than that, hey, as long as nothing's sticking out, I'm happy. Um, yep. Cody Parkey had a field goal. I'm pretty sure. Um, he did. He was he was out. One for one and two for one for one from field goal and two for two from extra point, long of forty. Looks like uh, looks like he figured something out, which I'm here for because that's something you got to count on. Again, with the playoffs, and it's looking more and more like the Bears are going to be in the playoffs. You need someone you can rely on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. I'm back on board with. Actually, I, I never fell off. I was. I always had faith <laughs> in him. I never fell off. I was all like, I, we were the apologists for for Cody Parkey. I am. Uh, I uh, I think I think he's service not serviceable. I think he's good. Good at what he does. He just had a bad week. Um, but all right, let's uh, talk about next week. Are we worried at all about this Giants game? I'll let you guys take that take that question. I'll I'll let Chris go first because I know what his answer is going to be. <laughs> um, definitely a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know we. Sh- we should obviously win this game. Um, we're the better team, um, you know. And this is this is obviously a big week, um, you know, because it is getting later in the season, and um, you know we're in first place, obviously in the division. Um, so you know, every win from here on out is going to be really important. Um, and Minnesota goes to New England um, to play the Patriots. So, um, you know, we can get a bigger lead into this. We can get a bigger lead in this division. Um, and, you know, obviously that, that would be one step closer to the playoffs. So, um, you know, the, the biggest thing is just containing Saquon Barkley and Odell. Um, because, you know, I feel like other than that, you know, Eli Manning is not a very good quarterback at this point. We all know that. Um, and I'm not too worried about their defense. So I think this is really just stopping their stars and it's really just two players. So um, I am a little bit worried, but I, I still think we'll get the job done. Good. Um, I am precisely 2% worried about the Giants. <laughs> And that all that two percent is one percent Saquon Barkley and the other one percent Odell Beckham Jr. Um, and even the Odell Beckham Jr. percent is almost canceled out by Eli Manning. Uh, I think Saquon's really the only threat you're going to see, and I think this defensive line is perfect for it. Um, I think you have a perfect amount of guys up front: Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, obviously Khalil Mack, big athletic dudes that are meant to stop a dynamic runner like him. Um, especially Cleo Mack, who can make dynamic moves to keep up with Barkley. The passing game, not worried about it. Eli, like Chris said, is really fallen, taking a tumble. Um, you know, most of his stats this year are garbage time stats. Uh, the Giants just aren't very good. And I, I think 
Eddie Jackson and Kyle Fuller and Prince of Mukamara and uh, Bryce Callahan are perfectly capable, if not more than capable, of keeping up with Odell and at least somewhat subduing him and making Eli Manning go to his other reads. Uh, this Giants defense, I think, is very stinky. I think they're not very good. They traded Eli Apple, and now he's playing really well with New Orleans. Um, and so I think if Mitch plays in this game, even if Chase Daniel plays in this game, I think Nagy knows how to attack this Giants team. I think he'll know how to get after them. And I I think this is a Bears win. I think it's a perfect tune-up win before the Rams come to town. Uh, Chris, you said you said that we're a better team um, I agree. We have a, a ton of talent on our team, but that that Giants team has a lot of talent. They really should be better than they are. I mean, they have Saquon Barkley, like we've been saying. I mean, they have Odell Beckham, like we like you guys said is. But they also have Sterling Shepard. They have Evan Ingram. They have. I mean, their line is terrible. So I I don't foresee a uh, a bunch of blitzes, but I foresee a bunch of sacks. <laughs> um, I, I, and the reason I don't see a, a bunch of blitzes is you, you have to respect that run game. Um, and so I think we're going to have uh, a satellite guy, a guy just sitting there just watching. So we'll have Roquan Smith just keeping an eye on Saquon Barkley and just um, – he's he's the threat. Because of Eli Manning um, at, the, at the quarterback position, Odell is only a threat if Eli has time. So Saquon Barkley, yeah, Saquon Barkley is the guy that we, we really have to keep our eyes on. But even on the defensive side, like those guys should be good. The drives, I like I, because of Bobby Skinner uh, from Simple Man Radio. He's a huge Giants fan. Um, I've kind of just kind of kept an eye on them, and the, I don't understand because they have they have the Jack Rabbit. They have I'm pretty sure JPP is still in the game. Like uh, Pierre Paul's on Tampa Bay now. Oh, I knew that. Dang, I don't know. So, wow, did they? Who else did they have on this team, on their defensive side? I think, I think you named them. The Jack uh, Jack Rabbit, and that's it. Olivier Vernon. Okay. Uh, I mean, they had Damon Harrison traded him away. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess. Yeah, they. So we Landon should be fine. Landon Collins as well. Yeah, we should be okay then. I, I'm gonna say a win. Um, every week we've been doing a columnist uh, pick win or loss picks thing and our, our scores and we've been, been 2-0 so far um, and so I'm going to go with a win again this week and I'll, I'll give my reasons why in the article but yeah I, I'm kind of like with Chris like just skeptical again just because this is the Bears and I it's not the same Bears, and I know that. And so I can look at this this team and, and be uh, confident in them, but there's still that piece that hangs on to uh, the past four years, three years. So um, I'm going to go with a win. Jake, you said win. Um, win, yep. I, I think it's not close. And Chris, what are you? where are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with a win as well. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, I'm pretty satisfied with this show. What do What do you guys think? 
Yeah, it was good. I mean, I'm happy with it. We fought, we fit a lot in here. Uh, we talked about a lot of things that I think people are going to want to care about, even though all the things we talk about every week are things that people care <laughs> yeah. about. And that's why everybody loves us and we're always the most correct. But Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. All right, cool. Well, thanks for listening to Bears Nation Podcast. Uh, later this week, Harrison Barzik is going to be interview- or doing a little sideshow with Bobby Skinner from Simple Man Radio. Uh, they're going to break down the game. And so just keep keep your eyes open for that. Um, and that's something that you can expect weekly. So he's going to try to find guys to talk to each week. So next week it'll be the Rams. The next week uh, it'll, it'll, it'll keep going, so on and so on. So uh, go ahead and give – Give Simple Man Radio a follow. Uh, they're they're a ton of fun to listen to. They're really goofy. If you don't like goofy, don't follow them. But if you if you like goofy and sports, like they're the guys. They they uh, they get it done. And they're no nonsense. Like they're if if something's true, they're not gonna they're not gonna uh, uh, sugarcoat it. So it's 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 a lot of fun to listen to. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Subscribe, follow wherever you're listening. Uh, give us a like, five stars, whatever. Uh, thank you so much, and we'll be seeing you around. Bear down. Welcome.